0: Listen in as the Two Business Guys Mastermind on how to build your go-to-market strategy and how they're using that to launch their new business. Enjoy. This business podcast, the Two Business Guys Mastermind uncovers for you secrets and share tips and tricks to entrepreneurship as they mastermind on how to have startup operational, and overall business success so that you can go on to get better results. Enjoy. Wow, John, we are almost ready to go to market, right? We're gonna be doing our soft launch. Everybody, we are happy to have you back. Remember we were talking about business from scratch and and you know that uh, the two business guys, we not only mastermind, and help other people come up with tips and tricks and opportunities to you know, boost their business, we do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So what we have now is the Entre Hustler newsletter. So we've decided to go ahead and create something from scratch and we're gonna be launching it today. So we're gonna quietly launch this thing. So John and I, what we have been doing is just taking a final look at it, looking it over, seeing if we got any errors in it and stuff like that. And, I tell you, when you are launching something, everybody, you at the last minute will find some critical errors, right? You'll find some spelling errors sometimes, depending on what you're launching. If it's an ebook, if it's a book, you will find all kinds of stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, they forgot an S there. They forgot an E, right? There is not spelled that way, it's spelled this way. Little things like that. So John and I, we were looking over the um, the newsletter itself. We're talking about some very critical things and we want you guys, as you're seeing us deliver this, um, think about it for your business too, John. Now, we were talking about the go-to-market strategy, the organizational strategy, and then the business model, right? And we got a lot of this gleaning from um, some of the stuff that Reed Hoffman talks about in his book Blitz Scaling. We will, depending on where you see this, we'll leave a description to that book or I'll leave a link to that book in the description field. But John. When we think about the go-to market strategy, this is a part of it, isn't it?
1: it absolutely. Um, you have to have a plan. What, what is this intended to do? This isn't just a source of information, but but how do you monetize that information? How do you bring individuals back? What type of content are you offering um, once you go into it and you click on different things? So if you're talking about, for example, um, a piece, let's say uh, Ford vehicles. Well, you wanna have a link that takes you to Ford that you get paid on for taking people to Ford. Um, so they can go look at what you're talking about to go, to go in deeper, um, but then you're also getting paid off of that as well. Right,
0: yeah. So if you think about this, everyone, if you notice that even within that conversation, what we are, we're talking a little bit about the revenue model but that's a part of the business model too, right? But when we think about going to market, we gotta think about all of the elements like John just spoke of. We gotta think about, well, when we go to market, what is that gonna look like? How are we gonna present it out? Um, and as we dig deeper into that, we start thinking about, okay, and are we going to go to market with an email list? That's how we're gonna go to the market. Are we going to go to market The via a trade show? Um, Are we going to go to market via, uh, you know, so we're starting to think about. And as you think about your business, think about how you're going to basically bring your business to the marketplace. What's that strategy? Within your strategy, you are, you know, obviously building out how it might look so you can have these test areas. You see these test opportunities for you. All right. Business, uh, go-to-market strategy A, email list. What was the response? Go-to-market strategy B, press release. What was the response? Go-to-market strategy. You see what I mean? So now all of these things within that bigger strategy becomes the points that you get information because of what you're presenting out into the marketplace, right? The key is how do you do this in a way that you become the person or the business that people are talking about that people wanna engage in, right? Now, all of this is related to, I think what we were talking about last week, John, is product market fit. Everything pretty much hinges on, do I have a good product market fit? Is what I'm doing fitting with the, the consumers out there? And We talked a little bit about what that looks like, right? If you think about product market fit, and we think about having a product or service that automatically customers know what to do with they go oh yeah i like that i can use that i can use that immediately in my business it helps me they just start messing with it that's when you know you have fit when you got to do too much explaining and you got to do too much (laughs) convincing and too much marketing might not have market fit right and then that's also within your go-to market strategy now Um, I love when I read this from Reed Hoffman in his book there, Scaling," and it made so much sense. And it just helps you streamline things and think about things in a different way. Because the ideal is once you have all those factors, product market fit, you understand how you're going to have, how you're going to acquire customers, Mm -hmm. right? All of these little things, what's your customer acquisition strategy, right? It's like, well, we're going to source customers from here and then we're going to move them along our funnel and do this blah, blah, blah. Right then, now you say I got pocket market, market fit. That's when uh, Reed Hoffman was talking about blitz. You just blitz it. You just like, okay, we got, we got these things. Let's just scale like crazy, right? And then that becomes, you know, the the reason obviously he wrote the book, and what he was able to do with LinkedIn. You know, Reed Hoffman is the founder of LinkedIn. He says once people started using it, and he saw that he actually that his assumptions were true. They started messing around with it. They started seeing that they could do. Then they just poured like the gasoline on how to grow that thing like crazy, how to get user engagement like crazy. And that's what we're going to be doing with our business. Now, you're seeing us, everybody, you're seeing us take what we've learned, not just from our own business acumen or school, but what we continually learn and apply it to a brand new start from scratch business. Right? So John... We already did a little bit on organizational structure, right? You had created a beautiful uh, infographic that just laid out how we should do different things.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and I I think that's key. You want to have a template that you're working off of. For mm-hmm. example, we're, we're starting with this newsletter. So what is and isn't going to be in the newsletter? What's the process producing that? Um, who? How do we handle the content? Who edits it? Uh, what's the you know the approval process? Because we want to make sure that we're just not going uh, to market with some crazy collage every month. That it has a method. Um, that we we have an established formula. So so we're giving people what they expect week after week. The content. What, and what I mean is the type of content that we offer you know if I'm if I'm uh, a cooking show I don't I don't all of a sudden appear on um, a, a renovation show and start <laughs> building houses or, or whatnot I'm going to stick to my my cooking yeah. Uh, and, yeah and that's the same thing that we want to do um, working with startups and existing business owners and you know in, in, in entrepreneurship so we want to make sure that hey we're addressing these issues. That, uh, that 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 stifle um, growth, that limit growth, that take out ninety percent of of businesses before year five. Yeah. Um, so we we want to make sure that we're going to market with uh, a formula, a strategy that we can duplicate over and over and over again. Yeah,
0: and that's the wonderful thing about having a strategy or having. Uh, when I saw the infographic that John created, it. Um, it 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 kept us thinking about what's important, right? And that's really it, it, sometimes you just need to be a reminder so that you don't go building houses when you're in, you know you started a cooking show, right? <laughs> Unless you're building, you know, you you're building the food for the people that are out there building the houses, right? Mm-hmm. And they become your customers, right? If it doesn't relate to the main thing then that's the point at which you look at how we, why we started it right now. Some people call that this in their mission statement, right? It is in, they can look to that mission and go, wait a minute, this is way off from what we started for our reasoning why, right? Your big why, but having a visual helps you be reminded of how to, it becomes the system. And what a, and this is one of the skill sets, right? When you decide to do any kind of collaboration, partnership or whatever you wanna call it, is you're always constantly looking at the skill set of the other person and asking, okay, how do we come together and bring those skill sets together so that we can have a successful outing, how we can have a successful collaboration partnership or whatever you wanna call it, right? And. John is very good at being able to sit down and think and conceptualize things. He's very good at uh, customer care, very good at these kinds of things, right? So, and I have my own talents, right? I can look at pieces of material and says, let's monetize it that way. Look at material and says, okay, we should use the copy, uh, copywriting a little bit differently, the wording a little bit differently, spacing, all these different things. So in this particular way, we now, are complementing each other as we roll out this thing. Now, that's not to say everybody now. This is a key part. It's not to say that that doesn't clash sometimes, right? And, but that's the you, you the confidence that you have in each other that nobody's getting offended, right? When you say, "Hey, what you do that for?"
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: you're able to go, "What you do that for?" and they're either able to defend that or they go uh, we we can go back to our list. That has nothing to do with this. So we should probably not be doing it. Or it was a little early versus, you know what I mean? So this is what you're doing, everybody. You've got to sometimes trust the strength of your other person and then try to make it work things out. If that person is very good at, you know, know, press releases or putting things together and, and you wanted to kind of wait, maybe it's because they are good at that is what attracts you to that person right? As the partner. And then you kind of go, well, you know, maybe I would have, um, you know, analyzed it too much. I would have done this and then it wouldn't have got out on time. And that person is the person that helps you get it out on time, right? Mm -hmm. So when we started putting this together, we started looking at it, right? And I did what I, John went out and got some things created. And then I came in and looked at it. And what we're we're saying is, okay, we need to do some things here. We look at the business model itself, how we're going to revenue this thing out. And we are going through that now because it is launch day, everyone. Today, we're going to launch it. We're going to put this out into the hands of a uh, email list that uh, we've been able to collect. And then we're going to start asking questions as we get responses back. Right, We're going to start asking questions. Hey, what did you think about the material? We'll do a poll. What did you think about the material? Did it help you at all? Little things like that, right? That you now get information back so you can go and iterate and tweak it, but you get it out there, right? And John, to, to his credit, has we we put a date out there. We says, hey, listen, this is when we're going to do it. It's going to be right at the first week of April, period. And this was just not too long ago that we said we're going to create it, and get it out there at this time frame. So it made us really come together and figure some stuff out. It may have you know a couple of t- tweaks to be done. That's the whole idea. That's why we're going to roll it out and then get feedback. So we John and I were talking about some of the revenue models. Now we're not going to tell you our secret sauce or anything like that. But when you're thinking about something Um, like a newsletter, you've got to start thinking about what can I do to monetize this information? And this is what John and I have been talking a little bit about uh, off camera is, okay, the overall business model is that we create information and we create, so it's it's infotainment, if you will, right? But then we're going to monetize our infotainment via a, a bunch of different strategies that we're we're cooking up. Now, here's what we do know, John. You've heard this too that a business model doesn't always survive meeting the public, like what Mike Tyson says. Hey, everybody got a plan
1: until they, until get, they get hit in the
0: mouth, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> yeah. So,
0: so your business has a plan, an idea, mm-hmm. until it meets the marketplace. That's the other boxer. Until it meets competition, those are the other boxers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. John, what are we thinking about when we created and started saying, okay, here's our potential business model. What were some of the thoughts that you were running through your mind as we um, put this out there?
1: Yeah, what are some of the, the businesses or you know, ancillary businesses that, that work within our industry that provide services, that provide products to mm-hmm. the customers that we're reaching out to, to entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. So you could think of it, for example, like Visa. You, uh, you know, a lot of our customers being merchants um, would have some, si- some uh, type of merchant processing system um, to run their credit card transactions. So that would be a partnership, you know, a potential partnership. So looking at, at other businesses that you could come alongside and partner with um that you're both looking at the same type of customer base essentially
0: yeah that's really good and and it's one of the things that i started thinking about too it's like okay how can we have a platform that's two-sided right and you start thinking about building anything everyone think about it as a platform it's like now who's going to come onto your platform and how are they going to play together Mm -hmm. so our platform in essence is information right? And then we want information that encompasses right into the name. Now we we created this particular name because it, we wanted it to have energy and power. That was the key. We didn't want you to just be entrepreneur. We didn't want you to just be a hustler. We wanted you to be an entre-hustler. Absolutely. Right? And it is in that energy that when we start thinking about, okay, so the things that we put up in front of the entre-hustler, we will then say, now an entre-hustler would do it like this, Mm -hmm. right? So let's say that as, so how we engage and entertain and thrill the people that are gonna read this, right? So we would have something like, and I I took off off screen, but we would have the information itself, right? And the first one that you you guys noticed was a Mm -hmm. uh, cartoon, right? But the cartoon is talking about business scale. Let me go ahead and pull that back up for you guys so you can see it real quick. So the first one was talking about a um, a scaling situation, right? It's really cool, really cool, really cool little model here. And it's like, oh, you wanna hear a whole bunch of scales? Nah, we didn't mean it like that. And then we get into what scaling a business is about now. The ideal is that an entrepreneur sees this and go, you know, I didn't think about scaling in that way. We try to make it a little funny, but then within here, we then go into a little bit of a story about what that means. And then you see what I mean, John. So we go into that. Then we'll be like, hey, listen, an entre hustler does this. So the entrepreneur would maybe do it this way, but the hustler would get his, you know, grind or her grind on in a certain way. Together, then they have the professionalism of being an entrepreneur, but then you got the, you know, sell it out of the back of your trunk of your car, hustle mo- moment of the hustler. Putting those two together is the energy of the whole newsletter itself, right? Because we didn't just want it to be extra, you know, more information they get. And we want you to be an entre hustler. We want you out there getting your hustle on, right? And we want you to be a professional about it. So that's what we put in here we've got some information about how to scale your business and that becomes really good information for you i see a couple things i should probably change but that's all right we'll do it all Right? you guys get to see us doing it live i don't like that spacing all right so so that becomes a part of the power okay when you read this you kind of go wait a minute there's some good stuff here I can use this in a specific way. Let's go ahead and hit save it. Maybe I'll change it over here. All right, so, and then we go into the next conversation, right? We want to talk about retirement apps for small business owners. Now, here's something that isn't thought about a lot. You know, You don't have to run that business forever. You're running it to obviously graduate your money, feed your family, and enrich you but you might want to retire from it at one, at one point.
1: Well, another thing too is a lot of business owners don't put money aside for retirement because they're continuously pouring their funds back into the business. Well, you don't know if, if uh, your business is going to be here in 20 years. You're going to know, you're not, you don't know if you're going to be able to sell your business when it's time to retire. So you better have a contingency as well. I like that. This
0: becomes that's that's power in what John just said there, everyone. So, you're if the business is designed to be a revenue source for you, then that revenue source for you is supposed to peel off cash for you. And if you're doing it in a very specific way, then you increase your tax opportunities, all kinds of good stuff, right? So, that business is designed to do that thing for us. Now, what we've done is put in here, this is what we want you to think about. Now, what would an entre hustler do, right? Now, entre hustler would go and say, "Well, I'm going to source this kind of retirement plan, or um, not retirement plan, but I'm going to re- source this app. This app allows me to do something cool, something interesting. This one is another example of the kind of app that we can do something cool, something. See, the entre hustler is always looking at the angles and looking at the edges, and just seeing where they can leverage." something. That's the hustler. Entrepreneur is is in business, right? They have created something. They, uh, if you think about what entrepreneurship means in itself, is that you gather resources, you leverage them, those resources, and you go and solve problems for people with those leverage resources, right? But the hustler now, the hustler is out there trying to get the groove on, right? Trying to make it happen. So that's why, we think about Betterment, we think about Digit, we think about Stash, and then we come in with pieces of information that say, can you do it like this, right? Now that's a little bit extended. This is when you jump into the newsletter itself and you say, well, I want more information. Then we have an ancillary piece of information that we'll be putting together that tells you now how to absolutely maximize and leverage this stuff to make your business better. So you have the information here and then you'll have the opportunity to go a little bit deeper with the Hustler newsletter and the other things that we'll be offering that then puts you in a, just a, you know, the velvet rope community, the top tier, the VIP, right? So now you get a chance to learn how best you can use Stash, Digit and Betterment, right? For your business and how you can use it to create more business. So now we go into social media platforms. Now, if you look at the information, you go, oh, well, you know, I can I can get that anywhere. But what you won't get anywhere is how you leverage that to your absolute benefit. That's us hustling to get you best information and get you ways that you can just absolutely compile your business. <laughs> that's it, right? And that's why we wanted to name it Entre Hustler. So we're gonna give you the information, but then we're gonna also dig in and says, hey, listen, Here's what you here's five things you can do with this to just make it, you know, incredible enrolls in your business, incredible enrolls to in your marketplace. How you can beat the competition to stuff. Why? Because you're a member of and reading Ultra Hustler News. That's the key get thing, everyone. We don't want you just get more information. There's enough of that. There's a whole bunch of it in the library. We want you to be able to leverage every single thing you read because we're going to be showing you how. To now go out into your marketplace and dominate, if that's what you want to do. You don't want to dominate; you just want to. Ah, i good. Then that you can do it at a successful clip and keep your business in business. John, what was that statistic that businesses go out of business? What within five years?
1: Yeah, about ninety percent, give or take. Some people extend that to ten years, but it's but it's within that five to ten year span that you know only ten percent of businesses will last
0: wow what what an incredible um, what you know when I think about that number I, I continually ask why is that? why
1: is that? so many right. so many reasons right
0: yeah so many reasons and then how are you going to within your business how are you going to not be that statistic right and then and if you listen to what John said earlier is, If something like that happens, have you done the things that were able to allow you to peel off money and go into these different categories, right? You've been able to say, well, the business was designed to give me a check at a higher level. It was designed to graduate my money at a higher clip than what the bank could do, right? These are some of the considerations. I built this thing And you know what, five, six, seven, eight years later, it just, you know, COVID hit or something and it's gone bye-bye. But in the meantime, it had been peeling you off such really nice returns on your time, returns on your money, that you look at your bank account and you go, well, while it was here, it was awesome, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And that's when we uh, when you're reading Entre Hustler newsletter, that's the kind of stuff that we're gonna be bringing to you. Hey, here's a strategy. Here's something that you can do. Here's how you can get your entrepreneur Hustle on, right? Use this app, use this tip, use this product, use this service and all designed to make you a better business person and a more profitable one. That's our why we came to market, why we are putting this particular thing out there for you guys, right? Now, as I look at this, John, I'm looking at a couple of things. Uh, and remember what I said to everyone, that when you're getting ready to go to market and you've set a date and you start seeing things, I noticed a couple of things here, right? I got different font sizes. And I, you know, I got to look at that and start asking questions on it. What did I do here versus here? Why are these fonts looking differently? And is that going to make a difference to who is going to read it? Little things. This is the stuff that is so great about when you... Um, putting something out there you find stuff at the last minute <laughs> and you're like oh we were supposed to, we got a couple hours before we go to market blah blah, blah and you find something you got to make a decision right you can sit over there in depression and think oh my god this is the worst thing that ever happened or you can get it out there and let your marketplace tell you hey we really like that bigger font versus that smaller stuff i couldn't read it oh that's something we we saw two different fonts but what we're doing is giving people an opportunity to see it and decide themselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who knows? We might find out that the majority of the people that we sent this to—we look at our email list and we sent this to—were of a certain age. John, didn't you find that out with your uh, with ineffable socks?
1: Yes, we we had when we did our market research. We had thought that. Uh that it would be males, um, younger professional males that we purchased in our socks. When in fact, um, the actual purchase of our socks, when when we look at the demographics are more middle-aged women. Um, And so just because you do all the market research in the world, doesn't mean that that's gonna be the path that defines your whatever your product or service is that you're coming out with we may throw this out there and we we could be stunned it maybe we think that uh it's it's all newer startup within the first two years phase businesses but you know this could it it could come back that hey actually some of these are more established mom and pop businesses that maybe didn't set their structures up right. And they're the ones that are really gleaning um, and benefiting from our information. So just because we had, we've done research doesn't mean that those are cemented in those facts right. are cemented in, and, you know, and, and that is our market. Yeah. And what we're going to do is we're not going to try to change uh Our market. So, if we do find that it's existing businesses within that time frame, um, we're not going to try to switch up our materials to go back and and capture a different market share. We're going to we're going to monetize that that market who is finding benefit with what we're offering.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what we talk about, everyone, when we start talking about that product market fit. That product market fit. This is really what you're doing when you launch something, right? You're trying to, you know, find a product market fit. And I know Alex Murr talks about this. He says, look, all of your existence, all of your time should be spent on trying to find that. And once you find that, that's when you blitzkrieg, right? You, that, that's when you blitz scale. That's what um, uh, he talks about and as we started thinking about the material and trying to say how can we now apply it here what we're saying is that we are sourcing things that we that have worked for others and then asking ourselves do we have a model that we can look at to get an idea from right it's the modeling uh, theory right it's it's mentorship in a different way. Then we say, do we have something to contribute to this space? But that's not all we say. And this is what we think about your business. That's not all your business can do. In one of our other podcasts, we talked about asking questions of your business, right? The continual questions. All right, why did I put it together? Okay, that's fine. I put it together for this place. But what else can the business do for me? the business will answer it's like well you know now that we're in this space maybe we dip our toe over here and this is one of the things that we continually talk about on our podcast is that's another tip that's another potential trick it's not the new shiny thing syndrome we got to keep that under control as best we can but the business is a platform and the platform that as the, the business says i need to be fed And don't just keep feeding me the same thing because I'll lose interest. (laughs) Or in other words, the market gets tired of you. What else can you do? Amazon, books. People says, God, that's awesome. Then Amazon said, what else can we do? Oh, well, we start offering people an opportunity to sell books on our platform. Oh, so that attracts people to the platform. Then they go, oh, wait a minute, that's power. What else can we offer? Well, if we, because we are now having to get a pipeline into our business to make sure that nothing, none of the websites crash, could we sell that? Oh yeah, I guess you could do that. So then they start selling space, that's AWS. You see what's happening here is that they're constantly saying, hey, what else can we do? Oh, say, well, you know, there's a business model out there called memberships. Mm-hmm. Right, that that has been working for the Sam's clubs of the world, the Costco's of the world. And they says, well, can we offer memberships? They says, well, yeah. The business is is asking questions of you. What more can you do for me to keep me alive past the five? Mm. So this is what, when we think about the original big idea that we had creating a consortium and all that kind of stuff, We are underpinning that idea with this approach. Now, see what's happening here, everyone. As we are building it from scratch, we have a bigger grand idea and we says, well, what can we offer the marketplace quickly? Can we put it together in a month or two? And this is what we're doing. Can we put April 3rd as the day we're launching? First week of April, can we do that? Yep, right? little frustrations like it's going too fast but hey we got some mistakes oh that's fine
1: but but what we're doing randy that i mean what we're doing is we're not waiting for some grandiose big thing we're actually taking baby steps towards the ultimate plan
0: that's exactly
1: what we're doing and when you take baby steps you're moving towards the ultimate goal if if you're planning 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 and nothing is ever right and you you can't get it and you never that failure to launch that we've talked about yep. before yep. then you're never you're never going to have anything um, so taking those baby steps and make, you know that's that could be launching a piece at a time depending um, on what the business is yeah i
0: agree with you john I I call that the, and I suffer from that, right? I'm recovering from that, the, you know, you're learning, learning, learning and not launching, launching, launching to earn, earn, earn. And I'm telling you that there is, I see it with entrepreneurs that I am working with constantly, right? But when they get done working with me, they're launching. Mm -hmm. I'll say by the end of our conversation, you're going to do one thing toward that thing. Sometimes I'm right there with them. Hold their hand to success. Right. And it's uncomfortable sometimes, and not everybody's ready for it. And then, but the ones that are, they go, Oh my gosh, thank you very much. You walked me to the action part of the thinking. Learning, 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 and not earning, earning, earning is not gonna do your business any good. Right. And this is what I have to appreciate John on, you know, even at the last minute, I was like, John, why did, you know, why did you put that out there? And it's like, well. You said April 3rd or that we're going to launch on Saturday, right? So that's where your partner helps you. You might get mad at him. You might go, hey, man, but that's you and what's in your mind and your fears, if you will, it wasn't quite right. Well, why not? Did you not spend enough time on it? Well, probably not. You see I me? Mean? That's why sometimes having someone else and within your business, I never forget when I read this. I read a book called Ready, Fire, Aim. And he says, in every business, you got to have a pusher, <laughs> right? You got to have someone that says, yep, let's put that out. That's the, that's the person that is saying, this airplane is going to fly. And you go, well, all we got is parts. He said, well, we're going over the cliff. Assemble the parts, <laughs> right? And if you don't want to die, you assemble those darn parts. That's what you need in every business. And I can't remember the other things he talks about it, but I remember having someone that's a pusher in the business, right? Someone that obviously does things at this conceptual level. You got somebody that makes sure that they're good monetizers, blah, blah, blah. But that person that's the pusher is gonna make sure your stuff gets out there come heck or high water. Now for your business, everybody, who's your pusher? And if it's, if you're everything, you better be able to put on the pusher hat. That makes you go in and say, do. I had to do that for a period of time, John, cause I was, you know, in analysis paralysis about a variety of things. And then I went totally opposite and says, every single week I'm launching a digital product. And that broke me out of it, right? They weren't always great. They didn't always sell but gosh, darn it, they solved the problem I was having with analysis paralysis. When you put yourself in that type of time frame, that's what it helps. And sometimes if you say, I just can't do it, I don't trust myself enough, blah, 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 then go get your partner. Partner with the person that does that for you. Hire the person that says, if you don't get it out in such and such, you're gonna send me a thousand bucks. Even I am sending them nothing. Right. So that becomes the opportunity uh, that, uh, that, as a result of deciding, deciding on timeframes. I like, uh, uh oh, John's got a rhino up. So tell me about the rhino. He's a pusher.
1: Yep. Several years ago, I read a book and it was called Rhinoceros Success. Mm. And that's Rhinoceros why. I, Yep, and that's why I have this rhino. You know, a rhino is going to go through things. Sometimes they're going to make a mess, and but but they're moving. They're They're going through, and we need to be like this as business owners. Hmm. We need to keep plowing forward, not get hung up on things. And, you know, we're going to make messes. That's okay. We can clean them up. Like that, right? And that
0: gives us an idea. So you see what's happening. And this is what we talked about a little bit last week is how when you come together and you say, you know what, there's more that we are doing than just the podcast, right? And when I'm helping people build their podcasts, let's say, for example, uh, I'm also saying, okay, what more can your podcast do and be? Not just a red generation for you, but what else is it doing? And when I listen to a podcast, you know, I'm, I'm asking that question of the people out there. Did what um, Lewis Howes say to Grant Cardone make me do something? Did it get me fired up? Right. Did When he was talking with uh, the health guys, Dr. Fung, did it get me fired up? Right. If I'm listening to um, uh, impact theory, you know, did Tom Billiou Was he able to say something to the guest that from what the guest said back got me fired up? That's when you know it's a success, right? That's when you know you are now leveraging what you hear and you're leveraging it into action, right? And that's what we're, with the 60 or so episodes, depending depending on where you're coming in, uh, 60 or so episodes that we've been able to do what we have transitioned to is how can we get you impact? When you hear what we're talking about, as John go, the two business guys are masterminding, right? How can we get you that impact? Can we help you think about something from what we've read, from the John read in the Rhino? Now, I just got an idea from that. That'll be something that we'll put in the newsletter, right? Do you have a Rhino business? What? Is your business stalled? Well, here is something. Here are five rhino tips. Mm -hmm. You you see what's happening here is that from this now, can we go out there and again, start delighting and amazing the people that are reading? Can we do something for them? Give them a tip, right? And a, a specific tip, a entre hustler tip. So we'll probably think about that, right? Entre hustler tips. So maybe we create something, entre hustler tips, that is a separate sheet. We use it as an email sign-up possibility. We use it as another rev generator. All because we started one thing. All because we were doing the podcast and we started brainstorming about what else can we do. How else can we help folks? And then letting people in to see it, right? Now we talked a little bit about our revenue model, right? We we didn't mind sharing it with you. We talked a little bit about our go-to-market strategy. Okay, now we didn't get into our customer acquisition strategy because we got some good ones, right? John came (laughs) up with a couple things last week and I was like, oh, that's awesome. I'll ask him, hey man, how did you do that? Or what did you do that, you know? And this is stuff that we do all the time. He sent me something the other day, and I wanna show you this because this is how, when you're working with somebody, how it's just, it can be so much fun. It can be frustrating too, right? Right? Cause it's like a marriage, but it can be fun too. So John sends me this um, sketch of, of me. Now I had been thinking about building one of those because I have a site that I wanted to use, not my face, but I wanted to use a caricature type stick sketch. And I just hadn't taken the time to go find somebody to do it. Well, John sends me one of a picture that I have. And I thought, that's awesome. And it was, guess what? Write what I was already thinking about doing, but now I can reduce the time it's going to take for me to go find one. I just asked John, hey, who is your guy? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you know, Joe Blow guy over here. And I went immediately to that guy and says, I uh, uploaded the picture and says, hey, look, I, I got more of these I want you to do for a series that I'm going to be doing, right? And the guy says, yeah, no problem. Just send them <laughs> for a little bit of money. So this is the power, everybody, of working with somebody, right? Getting outside of your own stuff, having a strategy, something you can look at and go, oh, shoot, that's a check mark. Oh, check that off. Check that off. Check that off. Check." And if your checks are all right, then you know time to go to market in your business right and then what i sent john to john did you see the one i sent of you i oh. did a sketch i did um it, it was in your email so i sent it back actually i got a couple of messages to you you never responded to sir
1: all right let me look let me look let me look so
0: i had see i had found a program uh,
1: oh you, yeah i see that that's awesome
0: right so now i didn't have that one made i found a program that makes that for me Wow. Right. So here's something uh, interesting is I have been I got a client that wants me to help them get their book to market. And he says, you know, I'm gonna pay you to, you know, get it on to do this, do that, put it on Amazon. So I said, all right, great. So he couldn't find the he couldn't find the original cover for his book. And I really liked the cover. It it was kind of a transformation cover. So I had to go and find something. I, you know, went on Fiverr and tried to explain it and people, you know, they messed it all up. Right. Fiverr doesn't always work everybody. Right. So I found a program that would allow me to get as close as I could to his original cover. Mm -hmm. Then I sent it out to somebody to professionalize it. They sent it back terrible. So now I'm like, wait a minute. Do I have to do this myself? That's the whole idea of leveraging yourself so you won't have to do that. But every now and then, you got to bring your skills to the ta- to the table, right? I ended up taking the pictures that I got, did the, my thing, the transformation look, put it all together. Then I sent it out to a cover maker. Hey, just do this. And then get this, John, even t- I think it was a, a lady that I was talking with, Um, then I ended up saying, here's the tools I use and they're free. Here are the tools I use. Right. One was, uh, in, uh, was in, um, PowerPoint free for the most part. Right. And I says, well, you, you just put it in and then you, you do this. And, and then another tool I use, I says, and then you bring them together like this now, if they're using Photoshop, they can do it themselves. But sometimes you're doing that, but you get inspired by your partner sometimes, right? And, and that's the beautiful part. I mean, sometimes, yeah, come on out, we're dudes, you know, or you're your ladies working together, you're a little competitive too. You know, well, what was that? That was awesome, right? But that's the engine that gets you going. So you guys, hopefully you're able to see that sometimes working with someone can help you. Bringing in new information from other sources can help you. And that's what we're hoping for as we collaborate together, you know, that we use this energy, especially with guys. You know how hard it is for dudes to work together, right? Because we're always trying to, you know, go in each other's cave and take everything. But if you harness that energy, this is for the guys out there that are thinking about coming together and doing something or hesitant, reluctant partners, right? Try to find the means by which that you, you, within that energy, If it's competitiveness, what it is, that you can work it for work it together. I like to see that, John, when I'm looking at the NFL and I'm seeing a quarterback that's a little older, a little long in the tooth, and then they bring some new cat in. And next thing you know, the other quarterbacks fired up and get some a championship. (laughs) Just happened, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. You got this new cat coming in, and the old guy's like, wait a minute. I'm not done yet right? I watched Drew Brees come back from injuries. I'm thinking, shouldn't he be out for a year? Mm -hmm. Nope. Six weeks. (laughs) Drew Brees is back. I'm like, how is this possible? Well, he was like, nobody's taking my position. And then he just recently retired, but that's sometimes the energy. Don't let it destroy. Let it empower, right? And let it fire you up. Let it engage you. So you can get out there and keep that business going past that five year mark, right? Create things within the business that maybe spawn new businesses. Create the kind of business that you are constantly accessing information. Think about what we did here, everyone. Use this as a model. We created something that's going to demand we go out there and get good information for the people that read. So, that means we're going to constantly be in touch with cutting edge opportunities because it's our job. If we want to earn, we're going to be constantly going out there saying, How can we engage both sides of our platform? The platform itself is Entre Hustler, the Entre Hustler newsletter. How can we engage both sides of that? In other words, and I'm going to give you guys a, a revenue generation tip here. So, think about this for a minute as we are out there engaging on our platform, we're saying to people that are reading, hey, you like this? Click on it. You have an opportunity to buy it. That becomes a revenue generation for us, right? We brought information, we spent time, we spent energy, we spent money. This is how the, it pays us back. Now, on the other side of that, then we say to uh, companies, hey, listen, would you like to be in front of our readers? the companies go yeah okay this is what it's going to cost you revenue generator number two right then we're saying hey entre hustler newsletter what else can you do for us you see what's happening here is that you're constantly asking this question and then you're saying how can you do something for us that is really designed to do something for our readers Entre Hustle newsletter says, hey, because you got a cool name, we can source all kinds of stuff that helps people get their Entre Hustle on better, right? So that's, we created something that makes us better, that we make sure that we are better for our customers. Are you creating that kind of thing in your business? Are you creating that kind of thing in your business? That's the question and that's the challenge. If you haven't, you want us to show you how, we will. We will. Read our newsletter and it'll show you some things. Call us up, we'll show you some things. John, I ran some ads to the, uh, this is what happened. So I was running some ads to, um, what I did was I, I I put our latest, what was it? It was, um, was it was a i did a i did a a video and uh talking about entre uh, talking about the two business guys podcast i dropped it on facebook then i boosted the page now i don't like boosting because it doesn't give you enough controls and all that kind of stuff discovered that i had it this is crazy i had it i don't know for some reason i had it pointed not toward the united states (laughs) <laughs> and that's why you, when you boost stuff, sometimes you don't have the necessary controls that you can go in and, and pick your audience and stuff like that. So for about three or four days, it was it was going to, I don't know, India somewhere, right? And then I, I just turned it and make sure I, I turned it on it because it, they give you updates. Hey, your thing is about to end or whatever, right? And I ran it for five days, just a couple of bucks for five days, see what we can do. And then it was like, hey, it's about to end. And I was like, and it's pointed toward the wrong audience, I'm Like, man. So I went in, changed it, pointed toward the United States and all that. Now, interestingly, I was looking on our um, actual website, um, the two business guys' website, and we had all kinds of hits. And I'm like, wait a minute, the website's not ready. I was still building it. Right. But we had started, but we're starting to see that from this piece of information, people started checking out other things. And that's what you want in your business. They come and find this and then they start looking more into you and they start saying, well, what else do they have? That was pretty good. And now that becomes on the website, once I build it, it it looks pretty good, right? As soon as we come on, it's me and you, Um, it's pretty decent, but it's not built out to monetize. And that's what I want everything to be. It's not built out to monetize. I don't have my links in there. I don't have a bunch of different things but people started going to it. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. We're getting traction, right? So this is what you're building, everyone. Multiple ways to engage multiple sides of your platform. And you get a chance. Think about this, John. We Not only can we have the Entre Hustle newsletter as an opportunity for people to read it and become engaged, but some entrepreneur might say, hey, can I put my, product my new launch in front of your folks absolutely you can this is what it's going to cost you either you're buying a yearly membership to entre hustler news that we put out for free at first you see what i mean now as a result of having because you're paying maybe you're paying every month or whatever it is now what we do is you get preferential treatment vip VIP treatment for when you ask to be placed ask your product to be placed there. So that's engaging both sides. And then the businesses are saying, hey, we wanna be in front of your folks. Then we got people paying us from the left, we got people paying us from the right. And that becomes a bit of the the revenue model, everybody. And the business model itself is that we're gonna create information, infotainment that is designed to do X, Y, and Z. That's it. Pretty simple, right? Well, if it's that simple, go out and do it. We just shared it with you. Go out and do it. Any help you need, call us up. We'll help you. So, John, listen. I want to be able to. I'm going to finish up some of the last little things, and then um, I know you've got some things to do. I want to finish the last little things and get this launched. It will definitely be launched before the end of the day, y'all. You will be seeing it. We want to make sure that we send it out to the right folks. we got an email list. That's nice, right? And then once we get our feedback from that, then we're going to be going over to the other side of all the the emails that we have of businesses and start having conversations with them. Would you like to be featured in Entre Hustler newsletter? And we're going to send them a note. Hey, Would you like to be featured in? We have... Um, a growing, massive, growing audience, but you want to get these people, these folks when they're growing. You know what I mean? So now that becomes what we strategize on on our salesmanship, right? And whether we're calling them up, hey, you want to have a phone call? Let's talk. Talk to the founders and, and see how your business can fit. Or we can show them how their business fits. You want to be in front of our engaged folks because what you offer is something that can help them dramatically, right? That kind of stuff. That's the work work, y'all. You can't just put something out there. That's the work work, that's, that's phone calls, that's getting you know, rejected. Don't call me, I'm already, I got too much stuff going on. But somebody says, absolutely, I want to be in front of them. We got a good product, right? They send us the product and we test it out. This is what I love, John, is when you get products sent to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So,
0: so have you been in your business? Now, I know John does this because every now and then, before I knew much about ineffable socks, once I started finding out about it, John would send me socks. <laughs> and I'd wear those. And then I'd wear them, take pictures of them put them on social media. Hey, I'm wearing my ineffable socks, blah, blah, blah. Then I said, John, let me be an affiliate for you. Absolutely. Let's work something out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So John, what has your, been your experience before we wrap up here that when you look at the different businesses that you've coached, that you've been able to see uh, in your working life, and then when you were running, even back to when you were running the pipeline business, what did you notice that Companies weren't doing to engage their customer base more,
1: proactively reaching out to their customer base um, before they did something, instead of, uh, you know, while they're doing it or after waiting for for things to happen. Whereas right. my philosophy is. You're you're engaging people all through the process, um, whether that's your team members or whether that's your customers. So um, engage
0: constantly.
1: Yes, engage constantly. Get feedback. Ask for feedback. Not the stuff that tickles your ears, but the stuff that's hard <laughs> to hear too, um, because that's what makes us better. Um, and even even you know going back to Um, the pipeline business or even when I was in banking uh, many years ago and I would go and shop our competitors and see what they were doing better than we were and, and vice versa but it's it's to refine this is a process this is a refining process and you might be a rhinoceros in the beginning but it doesn't mean that you're not refining this as you go along you don't You're not keeping it messy, but you're learning from it. Just means you're moving forward. You're learning from what you're doing. You're engaging people. And then you're making your adjustments from that.
0: I like that. That's good stuff everybody. Hopefully what you've been able to see as we have uh, brought this business to life and once we turn the lights on uh, on it and send it out and, and get either crickets or heavy engagement, right? Now, there's a couple of things just that I noticed that we didn't do beforehand and it deals with the rev, rev model part of it. But because this is kind of a soft launch, now we know, right? We had to get all of banking information to making sure if there's revenue that comes in or when revenue comes in, it goes into the right spot. That's creating the bucket. I never forget a, a friend of mine who's a pastor. He says, "He says, How are you going to start a business and you don't even have a bank account? Right. And I remember hearing that. And, it, you know, I, I obviously had one, but it was like he was talking about some other folks, right? How are you going to start something and you don't even have a place where it captures things? Yep. Something as important as that. Right, I got an idea. Okay, well, if the idea takes off, where where is it going to go? Where is revenue going to go? Oh man, I I guess I gotta
1: yeah. Right. Money's not going to wait to come in. It's you're going to miss the opportunity. Right, right. And if you're okay with that, you're okay with that. But you want to capture as much of that as possible.
0: <laughs> That's a part of it, and this is something that I, I was doing a um, a consulting with a business owner just the other day, man, right? And I I was listening, I says, okay, so tell me your process. Cause I was trying to listen for uh, everything he was doing within his business. Tell me your process, right? And he was comfortable, you know, you he didn't have to sign NDAs or anything like that. Um, But it was like, okay, tell me your process. And nothing in what he said had anything to do with generating revenue. It was incredible. So I says, hey, man, what does any of all that you said help your business survive? Helps your business thrive? Nothing. All of them, they were activities, everybody. It was stuff to do. And he was the founder of the business and pretty much wearing all the hats, which is pretty typical when you're starting out. I says, nothing wrong with that. I said, but within all of that, nothing showed me about customer acquisition. Nothing showed me about marketing and sales. Those two are separate. Sales is another thing. Marketing is the attention grabber and marketing is bringing people in. Sales is making sure that you extract money. So in all that he said, I didn't hear not one word about those factors. And once I told him, I says, none of that has to do with, right? Now, when we started our conversation, it was about, man, I, you know, t- tell me about your day. I'm putting out fires. Tell me about those fires. Doing this, doing that. activity, 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 activity. That's why he felt like he was putting out fires. And that's why he felt like I was. he was too busy. And that's when you know that if in your business, you're doing all of the stuff that has nothing to do with actually making sales, acquiring customers, closing those customers, and then bringing them into the funnel that starts delighting and all of that, then you got to refigure the company. Got to think about it a little differently. That thing is designed to generate revenue for you. That's the key, mm-hmm. that's the key. And that's what we want to leave you with everybody because John and I have to take a couple of looks at some things before we launch the newsletter later today, because our promise to ourselves is that we're going to get it done and get it launched today. John has actually put information out there already that says, Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> I had to call him, Hey, man, we're not ready. It's like, No, you're just analyzing. You're, you know, analysts of paralysis. Um, but we're going to do that. Follow what we've done here in, the, in this series, the business from scratch. As we launch the Entre Hustler newsletter, to get involved with it, right? Get involved. We like to call things movements because we want the Entre Hustler, the bringing together of those two types, those two um, archetypes, so that you can create a fine business for yourself—a business that knows how to hustle, but one that is a professionalized organization, like an entrepreneur is trying to build. It, trying to build. All right, everybody. John, do we have any last words for folks before we? get
1: back to it. No, don't run your business off of rainbows and butterflies. Make sure there's something that's actually fueling it because there's not a pot of gold at the other end of the butterfly without finding a way to monetize what you're actually doing.
0: I love that. I love that. Say that again, rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> that's that that will make a pretty interesting guys, you guys are getting the good stuff, man. This is when you just get giddy with you know with the ideation. Is rainbows and butterfly businesses? What? If I saw that, I would be so intrigued because of the title. Don't run rainbow and butterfly businesses. Episode fifty-five of the Entre Hustler
1: Newsletter. I don't know. And then we make you feel good, but you're not not your pocketbook, right?
0: See, that's it. Rainbow and butterfly businesses. Ooh, John, that's we got to get that down because don't run rainbow and butterfly businesses rainbow and butterfly businesses that make you feel good and then we create a um you know things that keep you on track uh, accountability partnerships whatever it is then we can use the whole newsletter as helping people not run rainbow and butterfly businesses Mm -hmm. guys you see what we just did okay we're gonna go we'll talk to you next time everybody because we can go on forever when we do this kind of stuff all right we'll talk to you next time